This is Susanna McMonagall, and you're listening to Season 3 of the 5 to 8 Shift Podcast for Parents. The 5 to 8 Shift Podcast and community exists to educate, inspire, and encourage parents throughout their parenthood adventure. Here, we talk about all the things impacting parents today, everything from mental health to technology to faith teenagers, toddlers, self-care routines, and so much more. We know parenting is tough work, but family life is worth every ounce of effort. We hope you listen in, share with your favorites, and are reminded that you're not alone. We look forward to cheering you on in your own five to eight shift. It's the most important shift of the day. Hi guys, it's Susanna. Welcome to another episode of the five to eight shift. If you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad you decided to check us out. If you've been here a while, thank you. Thanks for sharing with your friends in real life and online. Thanks for listening to all the great content and uh, reaching out to some of the guests that we have and telling them how much they encouraged you. We just finished up a series on adoptive and foster families that I'm really proud of. And so it was three great conversations. If that's in your wheelhouse, uh, definitely go check them out. They're fantastic interviews with some great insight. And even if you're not an adoptive or foster parent yourself, it's got some great content on how you could show up well for somebody who is in your community. And so I am really proud of those episodes and they just were a lot of fun for me. So I hope they encourage you. And so at the end of uh, this year, it's December when this episode is coming out, I'm releasing two mini, um, a mini series, two episodes, one's on teens and one's on tweens. And so I uh, had some people reach out to me with some fantastic content that I wanted to share. And I thought, you know what, this would be a really good way to end the year because I haven't had a whole lot of guests, particularly today. I'm uh, interviewing Kelly Heath and I haven't had a whole lot of guests talk about teens. And so I know a lot of you have teens in your lives that you love, whether they're your niece or nephew or neighbor kid or you're a coach or a teacher or you have teens yourself. And so you are going to love the insight that Kelly Heath shares today. What Kelly is really talking about is building a circle of influence around your kid. And so thinking about mentors for your kid. And so a lot of times as parents, we tell our kids a lot of things, but sometimes it doesn't sink in until somebody else says it. And so Kelly talks to us today, like how do we build in those really valuable adult relationships that can influence our kid for good and build confidence in them and get them sort of going on the right track and have a trusted adult to confide in. And I just love her insight. She's so down to earth. She has been working with teens her whole life. She has four teens herself now. And it's really just uh, empowering and encouraging. And I think it takes away some of the It really takes away, it demystifies the mentorship relationship when you are asking another adult to help uh, mentor your kid. But really, she talks about the value of a casual mentorship and really thinking about just speaking into your kids' lives and being there and showing up when needed. So it's a great episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, So we have this episode and then we have one more before the holidays. And then we're going to take a break for a couple weeks and do the whole Christmas, New Year, get our good routines going. And um, so I hope you enjoy today's episode with Kelly Heath and she shares at the end how you can connect with her. Thanks for being here. Hi 
everybody. Welcome to another episode of the 5 to 8 Shift. This is Susanna, and I have um, a new friend with me today, Callie Heath, who is going to be talking to us about teens and mentoring and all the things. So I am thrilled to have Callie. So Callie, for season three, I start with a five-question rapid-fire introduction. All mostly easy questions, I should say. Um, So the first one is, where did you grow up? Oh, I love this question. I was a military brat. My dad was in the Air Force. So I grew up all over, literally all over the world because I lived in Germany too. So okay, um, yeah, I don't have a, I, I did go to high, I graduated high school in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. So that's what I call home. My parents okay. are still in that area. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And the second question is, where do you live now? Um, my husband and I and our children live just north of Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. All right. So stayed in the South. I like that. Yes. Um, what is one of your favorite foods or restaurants? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> I just like food in general. <laughs> food anyway is good. Probably tacos like Mexican. We, um, we eat a lot of Mexican food at our house. Okay. So I know. Tacos. It's always a good day for tacos. I love it. I, I, I like tacos too. And I like the whole, you know, street tacos so I can have like four different kinds instead of one yes. big one. <laughs> yes. When you're indecisive, that's like the best option. Perfect. Perfect. All right. If you could only have one for the rest of the year, would you pick music or movies? Oh, definitely music. Okay. Yes. All right. I like movies, but I don't, I'm, I read more than I watch. And okay. so um, I would probably prefer music. Yeah. Okay. Love it. And the last question here, which kind of segues into our conversation is you're speaking with us today about teens and mentoring um, and some other things. So when did you first consider, you know, learning, researching, writing about this topic? Like, did you have like an aha moment or was this something that was kind of brewing over time that you wanted to explore more? Um, it's kind of my story, really, when I look back at my teenage years, and I think about the adults that stepped into my life that God brought into my life at that time, and how they influenced me and impacted me and um, encouraged me and just really changed my life. And um, I became a Christian in high school. And so that kind of all was wrapped up into that. So when I went to college, I ended up volunteering um, at a church and a student ministry and then ended up doing that full time. And um, so I have worked with teenagers forever. And then my husband and I now have four teenagers. So we are surrounded by teenagers. Oh, yeah, all you the are. Time. <laughs> um, we we do a lot of that. So I've been a small group leader. I have coached cheer. I coach soccer. Um, we just have kids in our house. We've done college ministry together. We, we just have we, we love that age group. And, um, as a writer, you know, you kind of start writing about all the things. And, um, when I would talk to my friends, they were like, but, but you're the only one that knows about teenagers. And I was like, oh no, everybody knows this. And they're like, no, no, really, we don't, we don't know this. And so, um, so I know a lot now being able to translate that to my own teens is not always easy. You know, I don't always know it about my own kids, but I um, am a great resource for other people because I just have had a lot of experience with that. But, um, yeah, so that's it. It's just kind of been my life. And then as my, we have two girls that are in college. So as they have gotten older, 
Jeff and I have been very intentional about helping them have those, find those adults that they connect with and encourage those relationships. And we've really seen how God has used that in their life in so many ways already. And so that's kind of what led me to writing the book is a lot of times I'll talk with parents and the first question when they're telling me what their teen is going through, I'm like, well, who is, who are the adults in their life that can step in? And they look at me like, what adult, you know, what are you talking about? And, um, and even with teens, when I talk with teens, I'm like, you know, well, who do you know? Like who, what teacher could help you? Or could you, have you talked to your coach? And, and it's such a foreign concept. I think we focus so much on friendships and we don't realize the, the asset that we have and, and the impact that those adults have. And so God just kind of slowly grew that into a, Hey, this is, this is where you need to go with this. So that's what I do. Okay, this is exciting. All right, so let's pop into this mentorship piece a little bit. Will you start by defining it for us? Because I think mentorship sounds like something really fancy. And I'm sure sometimes it is. But like, tell me as you define it, and then kind of we'll go from there. Okay. Yeah. I, I love that you asked that because I think most of us, when we think of mentoring, we think like, okay, we're going to meet every week and we're going to have a little booklet that we sit down and work through together. And we're going to have a checklist that we have to do. And, and honestly, sometimes that is mentorship. Sometimes you have opportunities where that's what a teenager wants and you have the availability to do that. And it's, it's a really great thing that has been extremely rare in all my years of of doing, working with teens, I I probably could count on one hand the times that I have done that, um, that way with teenagers. Um, When I think about mentorship, I really think about it more like discipleship, more like the Bible, where Jesus just came in and walked along and lived life with these people. And as they walked together and lived together, they got to watch him, they got to ask him questions, they got to experience things together, and they would just glean his wisdom um, simply by being with him and walking with him. And so that's kind of how I define mentorship. I think that, um, I think that's what teens need. I think that they really just need people to care about them. Um, to accept them and to see them and to be interested in them. And, um, and so when I think about mentorship, I do think it's very organic and I think it's very casual. I think there are certain situations where it is more organized or more official or more, um, com- more commitment is involved. But a lot of times I think it's just being present for those moments that, that pop in and then kind of being mm-hmm. intentional about understanding your influence and using it wisely when you have those, those opportunities. Yeah, you know, I, um, I'm so glad you said that because I think sometimes as parents, we want these things, but we feel like we feel like we're going to put somebody out too much if we're like, hey, can you, you know, set up this formal coffee with my, you know, 17 year old who's not going to appreciate it for 10 years, you know, and, and take important time out of your day. And so and then, but then what's lost is we don't do we don't do it at all, right? Because we we're afraid that it's, it's so formal, or like, you know, we know everybody's so busy, and then the kids bulk, and you're just like, you know what, forget it. And so I'm so glad that you kind of debunk that for us a little bit that it doesn't have to be formal and it like you said it's fine if it is so like what are some of these roles then that mentors can play in the lives of of teenagers okay i love this because i think i think that we normally start off with the obvious so like a coach is a mentor or a teacher is a mentor or um a small group leader or a youth pastor is a mentor. And so those are kind of the roles that we just automatically think of as mentors. And they are like, those are obvious 
mentor relationships, Mm -hmm. but I think some of the best mentor relationships are a little more organic and casual. And um, so it might be a prayer warrior. It might be, Mm -hmm. you know, grandma or um, a sweet woman in the church that, you know, or man in the church that, you know, that's just very godly. um, And they, that they pray and you know that. And so they pray for your children and they just make a commitment to pray every day or once a week or whatever over your children. That's, that's a mentor. Um, I think about truth speakers, about people that can, that can be honest with your kids about things that build the kind of relationship with them where they trust them. And then when they need somebody to tell them those hard truths, they have that kind of relationship and they can do it. Um, I think about encouragers. I have a couple really super sweet friends that just, have encouraged the heck out of my girls. I mean, they just, when they notice that they're down, they're like, hey, let's go have coffee. And they just tell them how wonderful they are. And they listen to all those things that their friends don't want to listen to for the 400th time. And, you know, (laughs) just pump them up and love on them. It's so good. And then I think my favorite is um, what I call the bonus parent. Okay. And that is, you know, like your second mom or, and sometimes that's a relative. Sometimes that's an aunt or a grandma or, or a grandfather or somebody that you're close to. And, but a lot of times it is your, your best friend's mom yeah. or, you know, your, your older brother's older brother. Or so, you know what I mean? Yeah. Best friend or somebody yeah. like that, that you just, they kind of come in and they, you're just around them a lot. You know, you're, it's the mom or the dad that's dry, that's coaching basketball. And so he's around and he's playing basketball with the boys and he's playing pickup in the driveway and they just get to know him. And so they start to open up to him or um, the mom that's driving the carpool for everybody. And she's listening to the conversation or, you know, they're at your house, they're around the table, they're on the couch and you have opportunities to, to listen and to hear what's going on in their heart and to speak into things that maybe they're not at a point to listen to from their parents, but they are still getting that, that godly wisdom from somebody else. Well, and I was talking to my husband, I was telling him, you know, about this interview and what you do. And he, and we were reminded of another conversation where it's like, you know, when it's like your mom tells you like, you're smart, you're smart, you're smart. And they never listen. And then the neighbor will be like, Oh, you're so smart. And they'll be like, mom, Miss Janice said, I'm so smart. And you're like, "Mm mm-hmm. I know. I've been telling you that for 10 years. But I just think it just reiterates the need for those other adults. Yes, you're exactly right. I think people don't, it's hard when you're a parent of a teen because what the natural progression of adolescence is that they begin to separate from you. We want them. We don't want them to live in our basement forever. We want them to be, you know, productive, successful, contributing adults to society. We want them to grow up, but it's very, very hard on a parent's heart when they start to pull away. You've spent all these years investing in them. And it's the time when you feel like you have such little time left. So you're really like, here, I have everything I know to give you. Oh, I believe it. And they're like, yeah, I don't think I want that, you know, and it's, (laughs) that's just a normal progression. And so I think I talk to a lot of parents that, that are really um, threatened for lack of a better word. They, Mm. they feel threatened by the other adults that come into their kids' lives at that age. And, you know, my whole thing is, well, you can feel threatened or you can be thankful right? You can recognize that this is, this is the natural progression of things. And so from, from my standpoint, I would rather have a hand in the process. I would love to be a part of helping choose those voices when they're not really ready to listen to mine, but I know they're going to listen to somebody. How awesome is it that we could have the opportunity to help put those people in place that have our shared values that we know are wise and discerning and, you know, can speak the things that we would say, but they're going to hear 
better from them. So I think it's, I just think that's such a, a valuable, I don't know, privilege that God gives us to be able to be a part of that and to embrace that rather than fear yeah. it, you know? Yeah, I think that's so interesting. So my best, I so I have a niece who's eighteen, and my nephew is fifteen, and so um, and so she's going to college next year, and I'm always like, "Don't leave us," you know, like, and I know her mom is the same way, but like, you know, her her mom has done a better job, just you know exactly what you said like there is a separation this is good she's gonna do her thing she's very bright you know smart cute all the things and so you know she took her sats the other day around the corner and she just showed up at our house and sat on the couch played with my four-year-old and it was just and but we got a chance to catch up you know and so it was like this very like unexpected casual you know like kind of like building our relationship. But then I was able to say to her mom, my sister-in-law, I was like, you know, Caitlin, she is such a nice girl. We had the best conversation. And my sister-in-law was like, I'm so glad to hear that because at home, you know, we're always, you know, kind of button heads or not seeing eye to eye. I think that's another great thing about, you know, having those bonus parents, those aunts and uncles or neighbors or coaches, because it's like, I feel like you, you're kind of building that circle around your kid. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. That and that's the goal is that you surround them with people that can be in their life. Some of them will only be in their life for a season, but some of them may be in their life their entire life long. And you're partnering with them. You know, it's not that they're taking over your child or their whatever. Mm -hmm. It's that you get to partner together with this. And so in the area, I mean, there are lots of times where you know, my girls come and they're talking about something or my boys and, and I know exactly what to tell them. Right. Of course I know exactly what they're supposed to do. I know what the problem is. I know, like, I know all of it. I'm and, with you. But, and I just like feel God's right. like, okay, take a breath, you know? And so then my response is, wow, you know, that sounds really like, that's a hard place to be. Um, have you called Nathaniel and Michaela and talked to them about that, you know, or maybe you should talk to Mr. Adam about that next time you see him, because he might really have some wisdom. And it's so hard because you just don't, uh, but you know, you, you yes. gently, and it's so funny because they're like, oh, I'm going to go call them right now, you know, and then it is, it's so affirming as it. a parent because you don't get their best self at home. You know, you are their safe yeah. place. So you get all the blah you and that's really the way it yes. should be. And, um, but then to, yes, have that affirmation when those adults come around, I try to always do that with the girls that I mentor. I always try to text their mom afterwards or whatever, and just be like, you know, thank you for sharing your daughter with me. And she is delightful. And I just love her because I know as a mom, yeah, when I don't always see that at home, how encouraging that is that, okay, all this work that we're doing and all yeah. these things that we've trained them, it really is still in there. We just don't always see it in their safest place, but they, the world is seeing it, you know, yes. it is, it's very affirming and it's, and it's awesome to have that partnership together. Oh, it definitely is. Oh, it definitely is. And so you've mentioned this, um, a couple times here about kind of the value of having the organic, more casual. So how do you walk that balance between like being part of, I don't want to say selecting the mentors, but like, hey, these are, this is a couple we love and trust. And also like keeping it organic and casual at the same time. Like, how do you marry that like discernment and casualness and kind of facilitation, if you will? 
Yes, that's a great question. Um, and and one of the hard things, so I, I'm writing a book in the process of writing a book about all this. And one of the hardest things is that this process really does require a lot of discernment. And honestly, not everybody has discernment. I mean, no. that it is a, it's a spiritual gift. You can grow in it and develop it, but, but it's not necessarily instinctive to everybody. So I think mm. it's important to know whether or not you have good discernment. And if you don't, to reach out to other people who do when you're in this process so that you're not, you know, really just shooting in the dark. Very um, well said. Very well said. Yeah. So we'll just start with that. that okay. Just like know that and then get your people around you if you're not sure. Um, I think what, what we have tried to do as parents, Jeff and I, is we kind of watch our kids and we notice, number one, adults that we love, adults that we, you know, are drawn to, that we have shared values with us, that have... Um, maybe personalities that are different than us or um, those kind of things. But mostly we look for connections. So we okay. look for um, people that, you know, we listen to our kids and they'll, they'll come home. And when they're telling you about stuff, you'll notice when they talk, talk about a certain teacher more than the others, or when they talk about the coach and you can tell that this coach has really taken an interest in them, or they're really just learning well from, from this coach, or they have a, so my daughter, Abby had a, um, small group she, she loved. We raised them in church. They loved going to church, whatever. But she, um, her freshman year of high school came home after about three weeks of small group. They got new small group leaders. And it was my friend, Andrew, who I love. So I was like, yay. <laughs> but she came home and it was like, every time she would come home from church, she would pull out her journal and she would just go through the entire lesson of what they had done. And Andrew is a Bible teacher and she like is deep. And so Abby had had some very sweet leaders that were um, a little more relational, but not a lot of substance. And she was just really ready to grow. And so she went through this whole thing. And Jeff and I both were like, okay, this has happened three weeks in a row. She is really connecting with this leader. And so I kind of texted the leader and was just like, hey, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Abby's loving it, you know, just to encourage her. Well, at the end of the year, um, for some family reasons, she was not going to keep moving forward with that group. And Abby was devastated. And I, of course, as the mama was just devastated. Yes. And so I prayed about it and I, and I reached out to her and just said, you've had such a big influence on Abby spiritually. I wonder if you would pray about just continuing to, to be in her life. You know, again, not this like mentor, you don't have to meet with her every week. You don't have to whatever, but just continuing to be in her life and investing in her. And she said, actually, I, the Lord has already put that in my heart for three of these girls. And so for the next three years, she would continue to meet with them. And sometimes it was, Hey, Abby, I'm going to go to the grocery store. Can I pick, swing by and pick you up and you want to go with me? Or sometimes it was having them all in her living room and going through a Bible lesson with them. She took her strawberry picking, you know, like they did all kinds of things. And sometimes it was, you know, three months before they got together. Sometimes it was every other week. Yeah. Um, it looked different, but we just, so back to the question is just that we just kind of watch for where there are connections um, that we feel like are healthy yeah. and then we encourage them. And when maybe the other thing I would say is to really think through where is your child struggling? So if you're in a situation, and a lot of times with teens we are, if you're in a situation where they're really struggling, maybe they're struggling with discipline issues, maybe they're struggling with school, maybe they're struggling with friendships, mm -hmm. maybe they're um, struggling with some depression, you know, or whatever, just um, purpose, maybe they just feel kind of yeah. purposeless. 
and kind of figure out what is that struggle and then think through the adults that you know that are and sometimes maybe it's your friends or your family members Mm -hmm. or the adults that they've mentioned and and just kind of pray through that process and be like god who is the person that could kind of step into this specific place you know if they need some purpose and, and we've seen that they really they enjoy technology or video games or they love this who do we have that's in the tech world yeah that maybe could just we could invite them over for dinner and maybe a conversation will happen mm-hmm. and then we'll see what happens from there you know it can be very casual and organic but yeah but it's very intentional at the same time yeah you know where you just kind of see what's going on and and plug into that and you have me thinking about a couple things. First of all, just the the importance of the parents, you know, you and I just like building community, like knowing people in your church, but also like the teachers at the school and your neighbors and people at the, um, you know, the nonprofits in town and like restaurant, you know, I don't know, just like, but like, if you if you if if we as the parents are like, so siloed, or just, you know, so insular, then it could be possibly just like more difficult to more naturally make some of these connections. So like, I'm, I'm reminded of that and encouraged in a good way to, you know, really like branch out, especially if the Holy Spirit's like, you know, you should go to that thing this week. And just, you never know. I mean, it's like, you never want to burn a bridge. You never know who you'll meet. It's like all those cliches, but it's so true. It's so true. The broader your circle is, the more opportunities you will have for your own kids circles. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about, you know, mentoring in this sense, you know, I have some friends who do a lot of like leadership development stuff. So they're always talking to like business mentors. But when I'm thinking about, um, you know, 17, 18, 15 year olds, I'm just thinking about like, the importance of building confidence in a young adult, like whether it's in school or in sports, their purpose, like you just mentioned, I mean, because I teach at college and there's so much mental health um, challenges. And I'm just like, if all these kids had two or three adults who just believed in them the four years before they got in college, you know, I, it would make such a difference in how they viewed themselves and their and what they brought to the table. And so it's just like it's such a holistic, you know, there's a ripple effect is I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. And our oldest daughter was um, very involved in musical theater when she was growing up. And one of the most awesome things she, her leader was a mentor to her. And one of the awesome things was she saw that potential in her, the leadership potential and the whatever. And so she was really great with all the students in that, and she could see their gifting areas. So Sarah was a strong leader, is a strong leader. And so she brought her in with the children and put her in charge of running the backstage and doing these different things, which again, built her confidence and gave her purpose and helped her feel that about herself. And now there are other kids that maybe weren't strong in leadership in that way, but it didn't mean that they couldn't be involved. And so right. she's always really good about being like, okay, this kid needs a place. They need something to do. So let me shift them in this area and again, find their purpose there. So yeah, definitely that makes such a, such a huge difference. And sometimes people from the outside can see things in our own kids that we can't see because oh, we're kind sure. of- you know, on this path. And so they yes. were talking to him. They're like, you know, you're a leader. And I'm like, well, she's the second born and whatever. They're like, no, she's a leader. Like people are yes. drawn to her, you know? So and that's it's so nice true. to have that, those eyes. That's yeah. so true. Now, what might be some like red flags in a mentor relationship or some things to be, to, to be wary of? 
Okay. Yeah. And that's the scary part, right? When you have this conversation, sure. this sounds awesome. As long as you're assuming the best about people, but yeah. the truth is not everybody is the best. And, and so discernment is, is a big factor. Huge. Um, I, I would say the things that you look for, um, as far as I'm concerned, the things that, that we kind of keep in mind is first of all, do they, are they setting healthy boundaries with your team? Are they, you know, if somebody is automatically off the bat, um, if you've got a teacher at school um, that is private texting your child yeah. a lot, that's, that's, not an, that's not an appropriate boundary for a teacher and a student. So that would make me go, oh, wait, that's a red flag. They yeah. may be very sweet, but, and it, right. may be, and it may not be inappropriate texting, but just the fact that they're texting personally would be inappropriate. So just mm-hmm. kind of watch for those. Maybe, you know, it's not really appropriate for a, a male coach to be driving a female player home yeah. by themselves. You know, like there are just certain things that they want to meet privately in their home and they're not, this, you know, things like that, that just aren't healthy boundaries in general. If they are, if they're not starting with healthy boundaries, obviously there are circumstances that come up and whatever, but like I have a rule, I don't ever drive um, boys home by myself. You okay. know, I don't drive one other boy home by myself. If I've got okay. my son in the car, that's fine or whatever, but that's sure. it. But maybe I'm somewhere and, you know, I get stuck in a situation. I don't want to leave the kid and his parent hasn't come to pick him up. You know, what do I do? Well, I would call the parent and be like, Hey, we're here. You know, you can't get here. I don't feel comfortable leaving him. Would you be okay with me driving him to your house and dropping, or could he come home? Yeah. But, you know, whatever. So just the fact that you make contact with the parent helps show that Absolutely. Not, you have a healthy boundary, right? So that yeah. would be, that would be a main thing. Um, an, another red, I can't talk. Another red flag would be um, if they are like, um, oh gosh, I just lost my train of thought. Hold on. Oh, how they treat other people, you know, to notice how they treat other people. It's one thing to be really kind. Um, So my boys had had an older boy that they really looked up to as a role model. And they were like, but mom, he's so nice. And he always includes us. And and he did. But then I watched, you know, he included certain kids, but Mm. but not others. And he, you know, did some other things that weren't good. And I was like, yeah, maybe maybe that's not a good role model. You know, maybe just because he's kind to you doesn't mean it's that old thing, like see how they treat the janitor at school. Absolutely. And that's the kind of person they really are. 100%. Because if they are friends with the janitor and they don't, that tells you they don't look down on people. They care about people. They have good character. Um, and every janitor I have ever known have been some of my most favorite people in the whole world. Right. And so yes. that's, that's the whole thing is that you would ever judge somebody based on a, a life situation or, and how are they with their family? Now, yeah. sometimes people, you know, sometimes as a parent and a teen relationship can be, can be rocky. It can be yeah. challenging. So I wouldn't say like if somebody doesn't have a good relationship with their own teen and they shouldn't be mentoring yours. Cause there's a lot of factors that can oh, go yeah. into that. Yes. You know, so that you don't, so I don't want to throw it out, but at the same time, if there are some anger issues or if there are some things like that, then maybe that would be something that would be a red flag that you would think, I'm not sure I want that to be in there. And then also I think the other one would be, are they open to communication with the parents? Absolutely. Um, You know, I don't have to be besties with every mentor that, that is in every leader that is in my kid's life, but I do want to know them. I do want to be able to have a conversation. I do want them to know that, I, I know what's going, you know, I do want them to keep me in the yeah. loop. I want there to be a good thing because I think when you're doing something shady, um, generally you, that's not something you do. And then just intuition, just, you know, if you have, if you have an intuition that something is not right, 
Um, you don't have to make a big stink about it, but, but just yeah. get out. It's not worth it. There, there are other people out there that you can, <laughs> you can go to because more often than not, that turns out to be right. And, and yeah. Yeah, I would say if you have something, if you have that little, you know, Holy Spirit voice or that little, just something in your mm -hmm. stomach that feels like this isn't right, just to trust that instinct and, um, and maybe look at, look in a different direction. Yeah, these are really good. And I liked what you said about the open communication with the parents, because I feel like that's the value of having these mentors in high school when your kids are at home. So like they're doing their thing, but yet you are still like the resource and not not that they would tell you everything in their conversation. I mean, that's not the no. point, but it's just like, you know, you're preparing them to be adults and evaluate information and make decisions. And so that's really the value is that there's these there's lots of connection points. Yes. Yes. I have had, I have had some of my daughter's mentors that will, you know, call or text after a visit and just say, I just want you to know everything's fine. Like, yeah, like yes, she's exactly. struggling, but she's okay. That's all I need to know. I yes. don't want, I want you to keep her confidence. Right. I don't want to know everything that's going on. I want her to be able to trust you, but just that little this, or she's not okay. Yeah, you know, like she's exactly. not okay. And so let's see if, you know, we can get her to talk to you about this or, or whatever. Yeah. And, and that's, that, that's a perfect example because yeah, mm -hmm. you hit, you hit the nail on the head there. All right. So the last question I want to ask you, um, this has all been so interesting and I just know this is going to encourage so many people. Um, what suggestions would you give teens? So if there's, you know, a, a mom listening and she's got a teen, like how can you help teens get the most out of their mentors? Like from their side of the, the, the yes. story here. Awesome. I love that question. Okay. So I think the best thing that teens can do, um, to get, to get the most out of the mental relationships is number, number one, reach out. Like if there is yeah. somebody that you admire or that you connect with, or that you would want to spend more time with, or that you sense really cares about you and is fun to be around or, you know, is wise, whatever, reach out to them. I, I had a girl text me one time saying, you know, I really want, and hers was more formal. She really wanted to be discipled. She really wanted to do this. And, you know, do you know any college students or anybody that could do that? And I said, well, let me pray about it. And the more I prayed about it, I felt like it was me. Mm. <laughs> and I just texted her and I said, I know I'm not cool and trendy and young, <laughs> but I, but I can't think of anybody. And I feel like the Lord is saying me. And she said, I would love that. I was hoping you'd say that, you know, oh, that's and so wonderful. we just have a, a beautiful relationship, but um, when, and I have several girls that are in college now and when they come home or they'll text me from college, Kel, will you pray for this? I've got a big test tomorrow. Yeah. Or, you know, when they come home, they're like, Hey, I'm coming home next weekend. Can we get coffee? We get so busy that it's hard for us sometimes to, to sure. reach out to teens. Yeah. And also like, we don't want to overstep. Adults don't want to, like, we don't think you really want to hang out with us because we're I not, know. we know we're not cool. Right. We know we're not all those things. And so if you want to spend time with somebody, you know, reach out to them and um, encourage that. And then also be teachable. Like if, when you have those people in your life, um, if you know that they love you and, and you know that you can trust them, then when they do share hard things or when they do speak into those places, yeah. um, trust them and listen to that because they have no, they should have no selfish reason for doing it other than just to really truly help you and bring those to light. And so if you are willing to trust them and let them help you. You know, when Nathan the prophet came to David and exposed his sin, he wasn't doing it to say, you're a horrible person. He was right. doing it to say, we need to deal with this because God has big plans for you, right? So Amen. if you have an adult that comes and, and is in your life and they say, hey, let's work on this area here, 
work on that area with them because you are going to be so much better and benefit so much from that. And it tells you that they really do care about you. You know, yes. they're not just blowing smoke and telling you yeah. how wonderful you are all the time. If they're willing to tell you the hard stuff, they really do care about you. So just be teachable and, and embrace that and be thankful for that. Yes. And what you said about, you know, the schedules, like we don't want to overstep. Like, I think that's such a, um, you know, like I'm thinking back when I was in college, like my aunt and uncle, they, they were more, they were closer to my college than my parents were. So they would come out every once in a while, you know, and I'm sure they were like, she's 21. She doesn't want to hang out with us on. And, and, but I did. And I was so happy right. that they would come to a volleyball game or whatever. And I was thinking about like in that season, there were some people who should have been mentors for me, but they weren't. And so I really needed some other adults to offset some of those kind of rougher relationships, um, you know, without going into it. But like it was, you know, but then I felt like when I told my aunt and uncle, like when they realized like I loved having their company, then I felt more free to be like, well, you guys come down, like let's do dinner. And so like the more that we did that, the easier it was to kind of tell them what I needed or them to be like, hey, what, you know, what are your next three Fridays like? And that was really cool. Like, I haven't thought about that at all. But like, now that we're having this conversation, like that was so valuable to me. Mm -hmm. Isn't it funny when you think back, when I asked that question on Facebook, like, think back, who had more of an impact on you in your teen and college years? Was it your friends? Like a, a lifelong impact in, yeah. in different ways. Was it your friends or was it adults? You know, yeah. and, and it was adult, 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 adult. And each one is naming a different person, whether it was an aunt and uncle or a Sunday school teacher or a coach or a teacher yes. or a neighbor or, a, you know, um, people that you don't even realize at the time the impact. And so much of it is time. You know, so much of it what is. young adults need is just time. And it's they hard do. sometimes as an adult to know how much time they want, but they I really know. crave it. They really do. And that's how you build a relationship. It's quality time, but it's also quantity. It's also just being there in the mundane I know you're right. and the ordinary <laughs> and the, and the late at night when, when 1130, when they want to talk, you know, yeah, yes. um, it's not on the way home from school. They don't want to talk on the way home no. from school and tell you anything. They want to talk to you at like after bedtime. That's how it works. So <laughs> My sister-in-law would agree. And, you know, my niece and nephew, we go on vacation with them usually once a year. So I put my little kids to bed and I'm, you know, and I'm thinking I'm going to put my feet up and here they come bounding down. They're wide awake and they want to play games. But I love it because, you know, that's one week and I'm like, absolutely, I'll play games. What do you want to play? And it's, but it's so funny how you're right. It is, you know, way after my bedtime. That's for sure. Yeah, late at night. <laughs> Mom, can you talk? You're like, oh, I'm awake. Mm -hmm. Yes, give me a second. Yes, my sister-in-law recently said that. She's like, you know, when they finally want to talk at 10 and I have to close my work and say, yes, what's, yes, what's going on? She's like, because I don't want to say no, no, no. And then, you know, right. oh my gosh, that's so funny. Okay, so let's sleep. <laughs> yeah, the late night conversations. Kelly, this is, um, you know, I haven't really had a lot of guests talking about teens. And I think what you've shared is so valuable and important and also like tangible like I feel like you've kind of brought it out of the sky for us and made it a little more um, within reach for a lot of families awesome. and um, I'm so excited to share this so like if people want to connect with you learn more about what you're working on um, some of your other resources how can they best do that okay well I have a website it's kellycallenheath.com and so I blog there and um, we'll have updates. I have a book that's hopefully coming out this summer. 
And so, and it's on this topic on um, a circle of influence surrounding your teens with um, people who can mentor them. So that will be coming. So you can find um, information about that on my website. And then I'm also on Facebook under Kelly Callen Heath and on Instagram under Kelly Callen. Facebook and Instagram. Uh, two amazing and time-sucking resources. No, just kidding. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, and I'm kind of shifting my Instagram to be more towards the teens because that's yeah. that's where they are. You know, all my teens that are in my life, that's where they are. So I don't do quite as much for parents there. Um, I do more of that on Facebook and on my blog. But You know, and that's like a really interesting, uh, just real quick here at the end, but like if there's a teen out there listening to the, you know, some of my college students listen to the podcast here and there, like they have, you know, you guys have the agency to to ask a trusted adult to, you know, you know, go out for coffee once a month. I mean, I know hardly any adult who would say no to a 20 a, a year old under any circumstance who said, you know, I think you're I think you're great. Could we grab coffee more regularly? I mean, I, with my students, <laughs> I'm like, yes. Absolutely. And I'll treat. No problem. That's right. You just made us feel like the homecoming queen, right? Yes, like that, exactly. We feel so old. We feel our age as we get older. And it's so, true. yes, that a young person would want to hang out with us and, and talk to us and share with us and listen yes. to us. Like, that's awesome. I, I agree that I think there are very few adults that would turn that down. So, 100%. yes, if you are a young person, college student, young adult, teenager, and you want a mentor in your life and you have people that you can think of, you know, um, you have to have an expectation that, yes, they have lives, too. So it might not be able to be this big official formal thing. Correct. But, yeah, to grab a cup of coffee or to hang out on a Friday night at your house, you know, they, they would more than likely absolutely love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with me today, Kelly. I know you're busy and writing and parenting and doing all your things, but this was uh, this was great. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Be sure to share with us on Instagram what you liked most about the episode by tagging me at Susanna.McMonagle. And lastly, if you want more information about the 5 to 8 shift, you can check out our website, the5to8shift.com. We'll see you guys next time.